Welcome to the Optimist Futures Podcast, a place to learn from an industry insider with over 20 years of experience in commodity futures and options. Gain insight to the newest technology, platforms, risk management, trading philosophy, and advice about the current state of the futures and options markets. For futures trading platforms, deep discounts trading commissions, overnight margins, and instructional videos, feel free to visit our website at optimistfutures.com. Please remember that this matter should be viewed as a solicitation to trade. Trading futures and options involves substantial risk of loss and is not suitable for all investors. Past performance is not necessarily indicative of future results. You should therefore carefully consider whether such trading is suitable for you in light of your financial condition. Optimus Futures LLC is not affiliated with, nor does it endorse any trading system, methodologies, newsletter, or similar service. We urge you to conduct your own due diligence. Now, here's your host, founder and CEO of Optimus Futures, Matt Zimberg. Hello, traders. It's uh, Matt Z from uh, Optimus Futures. So, haven't spoken to you guys in a long time. Been a few weeks, maybe a month. But I thought I'll come back. And uh, what a natural topic it would be to talk about what happened with Wall Street bets, the stock that uh, everybody was uh, talking about, GameStop, GME, led to big drama, investigations, regulators, senators talking about it, an entire hearing, and it's just interesting how this whole thing unfolded. So I wanted to give you just my perspective on it. Just another perspective. I'm sure you read a lot about it in um, every single publication out there. I'm sure you, some of you, maybe majority of you went to uh, Reddit, to Wall Street Bets to see what's going on. And I just wanted to kind of give you a little bit of a different angle now that things have quieted down a little bit. Just to give you... An idea so you can think about it and reflect on it and learn the right lessons from it as traders. The reason I didn't do this podcast and I really wanted to do it in the midst of everything happening is because I felt that my voice would be lost in the midst of all the noise that is out there. And nobody would be able to reflect on what I'm saying here. It's going to be just another thing out there, another opinion. So now that nobody talks about it, I do want to talk about it. And I want to give you, again, you know, my perspective on the thing. So one thing you have to understand is that what happened here is not new. Maybe the technology that was used is new, new type of forum, Maybe there's a new player that it was used with, such as Robin Hood, that was in the midst of the the whole debate, the player that was in the midst of the whole debate. But really nothing changed. Those of you who are very, very young, and those of you who are new to the markets, there were a lot of bubbles that have occurred in the past. And those bubbles have occurred without any forums. In fact, one of the first bubbles that happened was in the Netherlands and it happened over a tulip flower 
an actual flower that at some point traded, as far as I know and from what I've read, as high as the price of a castle. So the seed of this flower, it's called the bulb, it's basically just the seed itself was trading at enormous prices. And then it all collapsed. So in order to inflate an asset, you don't need a forum. You can talk about other things such as stocks that went, such as Enron. And maybe there were some internet existed at the time over some boards. It was discussion boards. But again, you know, it wasn't what Reddit is today. So in really to really understand it in a historical perspective, you don't need very loud speakers in the game of speculation. The word spreads. Behavior is contagious. And the same thing happened in the crash of the 20s. It happened in the crash of the internet. So there's always something. There's always a source of medium, whether it's a newspaper or people talking to one another. And basically that leads to hype. That leads to things being inflated. And then, you know, the eventual collapse of the asset when the last buyer comes in. And why is it important? It's important because you have to understand that Reddit is just another medium of media information. And in 15 years, it will be something else. And then maybe in five years with the way the pace that technology is going. So, you know, people saying we have to regulate, for example, one of the things they mentioned is really the entire Reddit thing. Fine, maybe you should. I'm not a regulator. I'm not going to talk on behalf of somebody who has legal expertise who can understand the legal implications of what really went there. But overall, I can say that in my opinion, that even if we cannot simply regulate every single way of discussion, whether it's Twitter or whether it's a forum, when it comes to assets, I think those bubbles will occur naturally if you know and they did occur even without the discussion boards so again that's when it comes to that now what was interesting to me is really the whole outcome of all of this and the way people behave around asset classes so it's interesting that in wall street bets there's a discussion of people who have a loss and people who have a gain right so you see the losses and people lost enormous amounts of money. The buy it at the top, those are the people that experience FOMO. And then you have the people that you know had substantial gains in the marketplace and obviously they boast about it. And the numbers they put in there, I mean, I don't know if those are demos, demo accounts or real accounts, but I would assume probably some of them are real accounts or many of them are real accounts and the losses are enormous. And really that what surprises me is that people laugh about their losses. Now, I don't know if it's done out of pain or I don't know if it's done, I don't know what the motivation about it. I mean, I've never been in a situation where I lost money, went on the forum and was bragging about it. Neither when I made money, I went on a forum and bragged about it. It's just not me. But I guess there's a new crowd out there that treats socially the losses and the wins in a totally different way where they brag about it. I mean, and to me, it's just, I don't know what to say to that. I really don't.
So I'm not saying by any means that Reddit overall or Wall Street bets does not have smart members. I've actually went through some of the threads and I will tell you this, that I think the majority of them do not have a lot of trading experience and I'm just being kind to those people. But I think some of them are very intelligent and brought up very good points. So I can never say that a group of hundreds of thousands of people or millions that exist on that thread has, you know, um, is, is just one group with a unique set of skills that they probably all, um, you know, have different skills when it comes to, to the markets and different knowledge. But it's still, it's still, I can't fathom the fact of this bragging of losses. And the one thing that you should learn as a trader is really, you know, and, and obviously it seems so obvious, right? But, you know, when this FOMO hits, when this fear of missing out hits you really hard. There's just this tendency, you know, to just go all in. And that's a gambler. That's really a gambler. You know, when you take everything you have and you think you're missing out on a move and you go with everything in, it's such an enormous and unnecessary risk. And you might be able to get away with it once, but this is not something that is sustainable as a strategy. And if something is not sustainable as a strategy, you should not fall into the strap of, I'm just going to do it once, right? Just don't do it. You know, it's just not necessary. You can't assume those kind of risks. You will lose. And even if you made money on this, you know, even if you got into this mentality of all in and it worked once, the market is going to get you the next time or the next time. And you just don't want to get into that behavior as a trader. So, you know, if there's anything that I would tell people to learn from all of this, is not to be the last schmuck, you know, on, on the train, you know, when it's going up. Because, you know, it's at some point it will stop and you don't know when. And you could be the last guy buying at the high or it could continue a little bit more, but the risk reward is not worth it at that point, right? So just, it's something to avoid. Now, a lot of people would say, well, you know, if this thing didn't happen, you know, and if they had the money, the stock would go to a thousand. That's completely irrelevant. Market stops for different reasons. Once you start microanalyzing why it stopped and this guy didn't do the right thing and that company didn't do the right thing and this happened and that happened, that's irrelevant. The point is risk management is number one and it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what the opportunity is. You don't go all in. You just don't do that. Now, obviously, a lot of you know that, you know, I'm from Optimist Futures and we trade futures. But let me tell you this. What happened in with um, GME or GameStop happens at time with certain traders when they get into this mentality, you know, of just at some point going all in, either trying to recover from the loss or just thinking there's a huge gain to be made, you know, as, you know, um, as the Reddit guys call it, the BTFD, buying the F dip, right? And they just might at some point just go all in on it and basically try and make a big score. But that's not again, a sustainable 
long-term strategy. And I really recommend not engaging in anything like that. All right. So that's, that's really what it is. The other thing that you have to understand is that you're, you're surrounded by a lot of people. And they post a lot of things. And you don't know if what they post is true or not, if their gains are real, um, or the lifestyle they have as traders is real that some people boast, you know, in their social media, you know, or how easily they make their money. You know, you just don't know if those people put the truth, but that puts a psychological pressure on you as a trader. It does. And I understand it. You cannot sit here and listening to the podcast and say, I'm a strong trader. I'm never going to fall into this trap. Let me tell you something. Don't say that. Don't, because you don't know. The reason, I don't want you to fall into this trap, but the key is really to be conscious of it when it happens. It's an entire thought process of saying, you know what? I'm just not going to follow it. You know, I'm just not going to do it. Because at the end of the day, you know, I feel that the way we are going towards where we're going with this whole information thing is just a lot of people bragging about their trading bragging about their wins bragging about their losses and even if you're the most solid disciplined guy surrounded by all this noise wherever it's coming from it's just very very hard to stay disciplined in this kind of an environment and by the way i don't think it's getting any better i don't think that the level of noise now that we're exposed such a big group of people to the world i think a lot there's going to be a lot more eyes on it right there's going to be a lot more eyes on what they do what they think guessing the next big move and what we're going to see is just unrational moves it's it's i believe in again in my opinion it will happen again it can happen in futures it can happen in forex it can happen in stocks it can happen in stock options you know or or the other instruments that for example, that we don't trade in the United States, that you know, that could be affect, for example, traders in 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 Australia or traders in Europe, where they trade other instruments besides the one we trade over here. So, you know, this is something that you really all have to take into consideration, is to say, okay, is this level of noise affecting me, and it really, really shouldn't. Now, to what degree it will, this is up to you. You know, to say that it, even for myself that I've been doing this for a long time, to say that this level of noise is not affecting the way I think would be naive. But I try to minimize it as much as I can and just remember and stick to the good old rules of, you know, I have my own risk tolerance. I have my own understanding of the markets. I can't understand certain things and I won't try to understand certain things. It's just a certain level of knowledge that I have that I feel comfortable with. And let me tell you, there's a lot of things I don't understand. Truly. I mean, I understand everything in the markets. I don't. And the truth is, I don't care. At this point, I don't care because the, there's this only a certain level of information that helps you in the marketplace. There are those that, as you know, I call them fascinated with the markets. They know everything. They know stocks, they know stock options, they know every single platform and every feature, but they are not traders. They can't translate their knowledge to trading because I believe they just have an information overload. 
and they just try to think and too much information just leads to that. Now, when you are new to the business and you don't know what is legitimate, what's not legitimate, how certain people behave, what they, how they don't behave, uh, risk management, cash management, when you don't, don't know all of this, you will be truly very affected by the level of noise that is out there. And what I really feel bad, you know, for the new traders that are going to come into the market, maybe somebody who doesn't listen to the podcast, you know, they will think that is the way to go. You know, the way to go is to go through forums and to go through, you know, places where they have trade recommendations and People will tell you they can spot an opportunity and all those advertisements that say, you know, I have 90% success of, you know, choosing my stocks or, you know, 74.87, which is just a marketing number. They don't really have 74.87. Nobody gets to that. But it makes you think, oh, wow, you know, they're brilliant. They made this calculation. No, they didn't. You know, their video producer told them to shove a number over there that would affect you that way when they're making their promotions. So, again, you know... If anything to be learned from all of this, again, is really staying as an individual trader is one of the most important things that you can do to yourself. Okay, now, just to give you a little bit of an idea of what we're doing and where I'm going with, with all this as well, we, are, um, we have a, our own community forum right now. It's called community.com optimistfutures.com again it's community.optimistfutures.com and uh, we try um, in that community I, I try to bring in to talk to traders who have practical experience in the market you know whether they know you know through how they trade in their or examine their technical analysis their psychology uh, we have a member also who decided to take on himself, you know, to teach order flow. So we're trying as best as we can, you know, to earn your trust through giving you this knowledge and helping you out as a trader in this world of trading. And my goal is that for you not to get lost, right? I want to, I want each one of you who listens to this to get to a comfort level that they say to themselves in the end of the day, I know what I know. I'm feeling comfortable with what I know. I could potentially learn a lot more, but maybe it's not going to help me become better at what I do. Some of you are not at that point yet, and some of you maybe know, knew a lot, but just exceeded that and just gave yourself one big headache. So sometimes you have to go back to basics. Uh, some of you have to come to, you know, to, the, to this comfort level and understand I have a good trading plan and I have the tools to build what, what I have. And basically, you know, go from there. This is how I'm going to end the podcast on this good note. And I look forward to helping you out. I look forward to earning your business. Please come to our main site, which is www.optimistfutures.com. You're more than welcome to call us, 1-800-771-6748. You're also welcome to call us if you're international through our um, number, 561-367-8686. And by the way, we service professionals, we service beginners, anybody who is, you know, in the futures industry, you know, we love to earn their business. One thing I would say, one last, last thing, if you are new to the futures market, 
there is a great tool for you to begin with. And before I say that, I want to say the disclaimer that there's substantial risk of loss in futures trading and past performance is not indicative of future results. You should only trade your risk capital. The instrument that I'm talking about is the micro indices. Now, again, I don't want to downplay the risk that exists in futures trading. Nevertheless, the micro contract is small in notional size. And I think you can start with a small amount and build a method based on that. You don't necessarily always have to put, you know, tens of thousands of dollars. You can put a few thousands, which potentially is your risk capital, and just play with the micros, develop a strategy, scale up slowly. The micro indices are one-tenth of the regular contract. So it really gives you an opportunity to, you know, you to make mistakes, but not costly mistakes. As a beginner, you will make mistakes. Just treat it like that. It's it's the truth and it's it provides also for you input of what you're doing wrong and building a better trading plan. So don't look at loss of capital always as a only loss. It's it's also an accumulation of experience and improving things. And if you're truly um, dedicated to this, then you will learn what you do right and you will learn what you do wrong and you will progress from there. Some of you who are coming from equities or stock options, which are leveraged, could be potentially a little bit easier transitioning into that instrument uh, as opposed to taking high leverage on the mini contracts. And I feel that the retail crowd is going more and more and more towards that micro uh, business. So definitely we would love to set you up, talk to you about it, help you as much as we can. I look forward um, to doing business with you again at www.optimusfutures.com. And I'll see you on the next podcast. Stay safe. I know we're coming out of this, out of this COVID slowly but surely. Nevertheless, still stay safe and uh, wish you a great and fantastic weekend. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Optimist Futures podcast. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. You can also find us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Google+, all under the username Optimist Futures. If you have any questions, feel free to send us an email to support at OptimistFutures.com or give us a call directly at 561-367-8686 or toll free at 1-800-771-6748. Once again, thank you for listening to the Optimist Futures podcast. Please remember that this matter should be viewed as a solicitation to trade. Trading futures and options involves substantial risk of loss and is not suitable for all investors. Past performance is not necessarily indicative of future results. You should therefore carefully consider whether such trading is suitable for you in light of your financial condition. Optimist Futures LLC is not affiliated with, nor does it endorse any trading system, methodologies, newsletter, or similar service. We urge you to conduct your own due diligence.